everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, O'Gannon, and in our final episode of the podcast, at least for now, we are looking at the ninth episode of the second season of Star Trek Lower Decks, Wedge Douche, which is Klingon for Three Ships. This is the one where, as the Cerritos crew is taking some R&R during a 12-hour journey to their next mission, and Boimler is trying to make a bridge buddy with any of the senior staff members, we go over to the Klingon ship, the IKS Chita, and meet Mah, the Boimler of the Klingon ship, who has bridge duty and hopes to be there when their captain, Dorg, kills his undermining commander so that he will make a good first impression and get promoted. We then go to another ship, the Vulcan cruiser Cheval, and meet Tlin. She is the mariner of the Vulcan crew, who sees her modifying the sensors to get readings of unusual activity in a sector beyond their requirements as rebellious and losing all control. The rest of the episode toggles between these three plot lines that converge in the third act with the big reveal that Dorg is the one behind the sunrise and power and threat level of the Packlets, which was set up in the season one finale No Small Parts and seen throughout the second season. For this final episode of 30 Day Trek, initially I was going to cover Crisis Point, the ninth episode of the first season, which was an episode about Mariner exploring her complicated feelings towards her mother, disguised as an homage to the Star Trek movies, and had one of my favorite moments of the series so far, when Tendi calls Mariner out on her ultra-violent revenge fantasy and her racist casting of her as the thieving Orion pirate. And while that episode was great, as soon as I saw this episode almost two months ago, it immediately became an episode I had to talk about to finish the podcast with. First off, I love the concept and execution of this episode. I love it when a show that I'm watching breaks their format and goes off in unexpected directions that help to expand the world and the characters of the series. And some could argue that the best and most memorable episodes of the franchise, from City on the Edge of Forever to The Inner Light to In the Pale Moonlight, are the break format episodes of the franchise. But the most obvious connection this episode has to a previous episode was the Season 7 episode of The Next Generation, Lower Decks. One of the few legitimately good episodes of TNG's final season, Lower Decks told the usual TNG episode from the perspective of three ensigns who only saw bits and pieces of the mission of the episode and brought back Cito Jaxa, the Bajoran cadet, who was introduced back in Season 5's The First Duty as part of Nova Squadron, the flight team Wesley was a part of and was disgraced following the events of that episode. And in a single episode, she went from just a one-off side character into a rich character with a a heartbreaking end. Wedge Douge, which is the first episode of Star Trek where the title of the episode was in an alien text, takes that concept and runs with it even further as we see how both a Klingon ship and a Vulcan ship operate in relation to each other. And the way the three plot lines transition to one another is a thing of beauty. Why would you modify already adequate long-range sensors when that is outside of your duties? I had a gut feeling that increasing our sensor range may prove illuminating. And now you want to adjust our current heading by 1.7 degrees because of this instinct. The energy originated in a region which has never experienced a comparable phenomenon. To ignore it would be illogical. Helm, adjust course to 577 Mark 6. Do not take my action as an endorsement of your behavior. You will spend the next two days in meditation. No, I do not have time for that. I have another project which is nearing culmination. Talin, get a hold of yourself. These outbursts will not be tolerated. Two days. Work on your self-control through silent meditation. Captain, I believe that I could modify the... Beliefs, feelings, instincts. You are behaving like a child. 
Another thing of beauty is the character of Talyn. I have never fallen in love with a new character as much as I have with Talyn. Voiced by Gabrielle Ruiz, the five or so minutes of screen time she has in the episode packs so much character detail into her. From her wardrobe where her robes have no belt, as opposed to all the other characters wearing belts, to the pause she takes when she says that she felt to the small smile she cracks in two separate scenes, to her quoting Spock when she says that logic is the beginning of wisdom, not the end. This is a character after my own heart. We are fortunate that your S.H.I.E.L.D. program worked. If you had not been following your instinct, it is unlikely we would have survived that encounter. I concur. However, your inability to control your emotions is a liability. I am removing you from duty. Captain, I believe you are making an error. Your perceived victory today will only serve as fuel for further impulsivity. There is no place for that on this starship. I will gather my personal items and prepare to return to Vulcan. You will not be returning to Vulcan. Curious. I am recommending you for reassignment to a Starfleet vessel. Your hot-headed ways may make you better suited to serve with humans. Captain, I ask that you reconsider. I do not believe this punishment is warranted. And that is exactly the type of outburst which led to my decision. It is final. Live long and prosper, sir. After this scene, my new number one thing I want to see on Lower Decks is for Talyn to join the Cerritos and to turn our quartet of ensigns into a quintet. As for the rest of the episode, I also love the casting of Mark Evan Jackson as the Vulcan who is available for chess, best known as Kevin Cosner, Captain Holt's husband on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, as well as both Parks and Recreation and The Good Place, his deadpan and dry comedic delivery worked well here. I love the Klingon mocking of the Vulcan's catchphrase as, Die slowly and cower. When Boimar accidentally offends Kayshawn by saying, Carno in the forest with Myra? That's a nod to Matt Myra, a staff writer on the Goldbergs who co-hosts one of my favorite Star Trek podcasts, Star Trek The Next Conversation. And the Rocket Boots and Go Climb a Rock t-shirt Boimar wears in the holodeck is an obvious nod to Star Trek V The Final Frontier. I love the detail that on the Packlet clump ship Packlet, the red alert is red alarm, and that the lower decks of the Packlets is just, I am hungry. You should eat. You are smart. Which is still more than the lower decks of the Borg Cube that we saw during the end credits, which were just four Borg drones regenerating in their alcoves. So while we technically saw five ships, Wedge Douche is a flawless episode of Lower Decks. This is when the series took its biggest gamble and paid off. It took full advantage of its storytelling capabilities and broke through to the next level. While I feel Lower Decks has already proved itself by this time, this is the episode that I feel makes the show a force to be reckoned with within the franchise. And that's it for not only Lower Decks, but for this current run of the episode. I'm debating whether or not to continue doing this next year. With now over 800 episodes and 13 films, there's certainly enough material to keep going, especially with both Prodigy and Strange New Worlds coming up, as well as future seasons of Discovery, Picard, and Lower Decks. But for now, I'm glad that I did this, and I hope you enjoy taking this journey with me through the Star Trek franchise. I've been so focused in meeting my deadlines and getting these episodes out that I haven't had the chance to listen to these episodes and see if they're any good. So please reach out to me at reginarodi at yahoo.com and on my Facebook and Instagram at Luke Annan. I hope I've been able to convey to you all why I love this franchise and what it means to me. 
I also want to give a shout out to George Soroy, the novelist and podcaster, who is also doing his own podcast for the National Podcast Postmonth Challenge from Duck Till Dark outside the Marvel Studios. Him doing this challenge two years ago is what inspired me to do this podcast series. And if making six hours of content over the last month wasn't enough, we're going to do a follow-up on my podcast, Ramblings of a Guy from Regina 2.0, to celebrate us crossing the finish line. In the meantime, live long and prosper. And also, live well.